Hey team, Boomer Sooner. Go Cats. I'm Dylan. And I'm Kylie. And this is the Good Idea at the Time podcast. Battle of the Blue Blood Spouses. Boys and girls, welcome to the Good Idea at the Time podcast. Welcome, 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 friends. To our LOLs. Our loyal listeners, our <laughs> fan base. We have Go team, all 10 right? of you, all 10 of you. Yep. Really excited about you. Uh-huh. Uh, I am excited about our conversation today. Whoa. Um, hit the table, I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to hold off a sneeze, that's really what it is. But I am excited about our conversation today. We're going to break down... Uh, the, the Pac-12. Pac-12. Um, high school football in the state of Oklahoma starting tonight. Dude. That's how man. I know we're like almost there. And some scrimmage games were last night. So having, and, having some good uh, scrimmages, some pads popping, it feels like the possibilities are endless. It's so close that you can just reach out and grab it. I'm still on this side of it thinking Kentucky can win the SEC. Like huh. That's how delusional I am in need football. <laughs> I know, and we've had so much football content come out lately. Like, we watched the Johnny Menzel documentary. So we've good. watched the QB show on Netflix, yep, which is also show. so good. And yep. then Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Uh, hi, I don't know if you... I haven't you watched watch the second episode? one yet. No, Here, so I'm Here's behind. my thing with Hard Knocks this year. It, I think it's just an unwritten, like, unspoken rule for everybody that watches Hard Knocks that you go into it... After minute one of that first episode, you're like, oh, whatever team it is is going to go 16-0, and they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, they just make you yeah. feel like this team is so good. Yeah. Uh, last year, the Detroit Lions loved Dan Campbell and, like, what he brings. This uh-huh. year, it's with the Jets. I have never been an Aaron Rodgers fan. I just think he's a funky guy. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he's eclectic. Kind he's of super weird. eclectic. Yeah, I would say. Um, here's my thing with Hard Knocks, particularly this year. I think Jets are really good. Mm-hmm. I think Jets' defense is really good. Their yeah. offense holds them back. But this feels like, two episodes in now, a propaganda piece on how I should love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't love Aaron Rodgers. And, and I actually, Is it like, making you... Is that why you're mad? I'm actually wanting to go the opposite way. Oh. I feel like, no dude is that good leader. So you're like distrusting no, it a little I, bit. No, because has the media really gotten him that wrong over the last 17 years in the NFL? Yes. I mean... There's I would no argue. Way. I would argue like Russell Westbrook is not the dude that the media portrays him to be. He's actually a great teammate, and all of his teammates have come out and said that he's awesome to be around. Sure, and I, he gets a bad rap. Maybe and, it's a fair, but but that's more on the court stuff. I think. Uh, yeah. I, may, I mean, my thing with Aaron Rodgers is he has his ayahuasca stuff and his faking the COVID vaccine and the, the kind of the way he left Green Bay. And um, he just feels like kind of a whiny, entitled dude. And then, then all of a sudden he gets to the Jets. He doesn't and he's show like, that at all on the episodes. Like, he that's seems what I'm saying. very down to earth. Creative editing is what I think. Hmm. I mean, he has this little grass thing in episode two where they do like five minutes of him picking up grass and throwing it. What? baseball player or ever sports player as a kid playing right field and t-ball didn't pick up grass and throw in the air to see which wind it goes like that's not a unique thing to aaron Rodgers. yet you're supposed to be so in love and enthralled with what a weird quirk he's just that aaron Rodgers, and i just i don't like it 
I don't like it. Okay, interesting. But I do like. I mean, I like Sauce Gardner on the defense there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 wide receiver, wide receiver. Uh, Williams oh. is it? Ter- Trevor Williams. Uh, I'm gonna no. Trent Williams maybe. No, no. I don't that's know. That's an O-line. Oh, Quinn and Williams from Alabama. That's the O-line guy. He, he had Quinnen, a feature. I don't know his last name. I think maybe it's Williams. I'm not I don't sure, know. though. This it's is why Quinn, we're college people. It's Quinnen for people. sure. That's his name. He's so cute. Cool. But he's he, from he, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's really good. Shows out. So I think uh, the Jets, I'm going to watch Hard Knocks. All this to say, this big tangent is to say, I really need football. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, next Saturday is week zero. So we're gonna have football. What games do we have coming up? Uh, the really only game that matters. And we're okay. gonna watch them all. Yes. But the only game that is of any sort of mere significance, maybe the worst week zero uh, to o- date opener ever. Okay. There's not. There's never any marquee matchups, but there is like one or one game that you wanna wanna watch. This year, the only game is Notre Dame Navy. Okay. I'm looking. There is. Yeah, your San Jose State, USC, games. yeah, you're gonna... Notre Dame, Navy. So that's not even that's mm-hmm. not even the Trojans. That's uh, um, so I mean I don't know. I mean it's gonna. It be... is. They're both the Trojans. Oh, it is USC Trojans playing yes. San Jose State yes. in Week Zero. Yeah. Oh, good. We can yell at USC yeah. a week early. It'll be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited for football. I know you're excited for football. We got some new. Uh, what we, I consider Ooh, our some uniform. Oh, you swag. Some OU swag today to kind of uh-huh. like round out the look it's our uniform as fans yes. so we're ready we are ready so uh today we're talking pac-12 football yeah um, maybe the most interesting conference in Man, the i land. was really surprised i don't think i think pac-12 is maybe the one that i knew the least amount because probably just i they're the ones that i probably don't get enough game tape on we don't like, stay I just up don't, and watch no at the the ten thirty. Yeah, it was a long way to say I go to sleep off. really early yeah. and I don't watch their games. <laughs> uh, but this is obviously there's a lot of storylines with this one. You have uh, this is the last year of the conference. I mean, yeah. you you lose just implosion. You, really. you know, you lose uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, the Big Twelve. You lose Oregon, uh, Washington, Washington USC. USCLA, USC, UCLA to the Big, Big Ten. Ten, and then it leaves out. Washington four schools: State, Washington State, Cal, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford. Yeah. And uh, so this is the last year. And what's here's what sucks about the whole thing. And Cal and Stanford tried to go in uh, to the ACC to the ACC, and they got denied. Well, it's the, or have has all the votes been? Uh, they, yet, so they voted. They needed. A, they I needed can't twelve, the number, and I think they, they had 11. eleven. Yeah. So I don't exactly know where all know. that's going. Yeah. They make no sense to me in the ACC. That just may, that's a short-term partnership. Uh-huh. If it happens, I doubt it happens. But you, you got four schools out in the cold. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Um, so this year is so interesting. Mm. And here's what sucks about it all is this is probably the most talented the Pac-12 has been yes. top to bottom yes. in a long time. Yeah. Quarterback play alone. And we're yeah. going to talk all about that. So uh, we're going to break down the, the Pac-12 today mm-hmm. and pick our champions there at the end. We're going to yes. put our teams in a great could be great thanks they're great yeah, thanks they're great wishes they, wishes were, great. they were great so mm-hmm. stay tuned right after this we're going to break down the pack 12 let's go all right thank you for uh that wonderful break here's the beauty about our podcast kylie no no commercials yeah we wow. haven't made it yet <laughs> we, so it's a pro and a con <laughs> it's, it's ad free listening so if you want to sponsor us 
uh, we will do it. Or for like, you know, like hit hit that subscribe button. That's actually where we'll start. <laughs> Give you us can, some five stars. Yeah, we share need with some your five friends. star recruits. Okay, uh, just <laughs> so our <laughs> rate LOLs it five need uh, need it. So uh, let's break down the Pac-12. Um, All right, you go first with your great teams. My great teams. Yeah, I. I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder. This is a play out of the Kylie playbook. It is. So when I'm thinking about great, could be great teams, these are teams, like the great team is I know they are a playoff contender right now. Okay. See, you're more black and white with those, which I know we tried to say this a couple episodes back and I agreed to it all, but I think I'm much more emotional and kind of where they were the past season. That helps me kind of see like where they're going to be. You have more of a black and white, like I think it's going to be CFP or 10 plus wins or mid or... That's exactly right. Lower than five. So when I'm thinking about who is the great teams in the Pac-12... Right. On paper right now, there is not anybody that is going to be in the playoff right now. Yeah. There's a lot of talent out there. Which is nobody crazy. Is, is a playoff mm-hmm. contender like Georgia, like Alabama, like Ohio yeah. State, like Michigan. Um, like, I'm, maybe, yeah, I mean, that's it. You know, it's yeah. probably those four maybe, right yeah. now. You know, you're going to have people that slide up like TCU last year, but I don't have anybody great. Do you have anybody great? I also don't have anybody great. And I, yeah, it's more for me, it's, I wrote, I'm not bitter or anything because <laughs> I feel like USC, everyone listening is like, well, why don't you have USC up there? No defense. Um, yeah. Also, do you know who we are? We are OU fans. Yes. So I can't, I cannot in good conscience put USC in there. That's right. So uh, I could be a little bitter. So, so for the Watts house. Uh, no great no teams. No great teams in the Pac-12. No great teams in the Pac-12. But it's surprising because as you go throughout our other rankings, I would say, like we were talking about this earlier, the ceiling the ceiling and the floor, like yeah. the Pac-12 bottom tier is actually not that still, bad. Still pretty good. Like they're still pretty good. Like they would, you know, beat – probably by a lot of a lot of other conferences bottom tier teams if yeah, that if makes sense if so, you're taking a stat a, like a Cal or a Stanford and you're playing Vandy who yeah. wins the game I'm probably taking to take Cal or Stanford right whereas you know whereas like uh you know some other teams like Pitt, the Big Ten last week we talked about the top is so top heavy yes and your bottom particularly the West teams out you know we're just not that good right yeah or they just couldn't score or so so, so, let, so let's jump in then to no great teams are no great teams. Okay. Then let's jump into the could, the could be, great. be great. Would you like to go first? Or would you like me to? I'll go first. All right. I'm going to start with USC because I have a rant about them. A, pa- um, a page long in her notes. I about the have show. a lot of notes about USC. I just have to air some grievances. <laughs> the floor is yours. The mic is yours. Um, I would just say that a lot of the people listening are probably Oklahomans. Maybe we've got some Kentucky people sprinkled in there. But if you know Oklahoma, you know that we're a loyal and passionate people. And we hold the same standard to our sports teams. Um, take Kevin Durant leaving the Thunder, for he, example. We were with him till, till he wasn't with oh us. Oh, my gosh. That's a, good, that's a good quote. I remember that 4th of July, I went in the bathroom and cried. Shed, <laughs> I shed a couple tears because I looked on the thing and Kevin Durant had posted like a um, tell-all, like you know, blog post. Anyways, so we are with them until they're not with us. So, um, so that's USC. the first time I felt betrayed. So USC, I got that same feeling by Lincoln Riley. 
um, you know, Bob Stoops had grown him, like developed stepped him out of the into, way for him. Yeah, and and retired early for him. Just gave him the keys to the kingdom, basically. And I just I will never believe that Lincoln didn't like make this decision. Oh, that premeditated. Was, like that's what was crazy to me. I think as as the conversation he, started he to go that towards. It was, Oklahoma going to the SEC because that yeah. had already cause it was trickling in. Yeah, I don't think he wanted to coach in the SEC. I don't think so. I think he he was he had it made at Oklahoma could have done, but he nobody can can convince me that going into Bedlam. Yeah, that of, he didn't already that know. he didn't already know he was going. Well, because in his whole thing too was he kind of not like blamed it, but he used like, well, I just want it to be like for my family and for my girls to have opportunities. It's like if you're making a huge decision, like you're not. Like, I can't imagine his wife just being like, oh, yeah, let's make this in one hour on Sunday morning after we just lost Bedlam. Like, that just doesn't make sense. And so, and I think that for sure he's just trying to keep up appearances. And so he'll probably never admit to that. But it just, it, it makes me feel like you're just slimy. Like, why slimy. would you? And and he wanted to be that way in front of the players too. And so the people that I feel like I'm really pro is like DeMarco Murray who gave him could have gone to USC. He could have gone to USA, and he also stood up to, to Lincoln Riley. I think there's a lot of drama between them whenever it all came about because I think that the word is Lincoln just wanted to leave and not have a team meeting. And Demarco basically said, "No, you're you're having a team meeting. You're manning up. You're yeah, you're telling these these boys what what you're about to do to him." Um, and then obviously, I'm a big fan of Bob Stoops coming back in, and Brent Venables, big fan of him. So. I just we, not a Lincoln Riley fan. I we have, we have a friend, uh, yeah, and I remember remember them telling me this their theory on uh, Bedlam, uh-huh. particularly Lincoln's last game. Yeah, um, that he intentionally threw it. Yeah, threw the game. Yeah. Um, well, that Baylor game too, well, like a the, couple the weeks ba- before. I think I think the decision was made before then, but the Baylor game kind of put the icing on the cake that like you could have been in the been been in the. Uh, Big 12 championship game if you, mm-hmm. if you win Bedlam. Probably could have held on to the playoff spot, but the resume wasn't incredible. Um, but our, our friend told me, and we were down there not too long ago in Norman, right. that uh, he said, I actually think he 100% threw that game. The first half, he never calls that stuff. I don't think Lincoln's that intelligent. And actually, that, that doesn't put respect on a really good Oklahoma State team that year. Yeah. Um, they, they beat us. Even though we had a chance to win, they called pass interference in the end zone. Um, we would have won that game. Doesn't matter. Uh, right. It we, is what it is. Yeah. We can't. We, don't, we, can't we go are back not and fix Lincoln it. Riley fans in the no, Watts house. We aren't. And there was a lot of things I think that were problems when he was a coach at OU that we just kind of let slide past. And I think that's what USC is starting to realize. So you said before that they had no defense. Well, things they do have going for them. Um, Caleb Williams. Heisman. Hey, Superman, previous Heisman Trophy winner. Best best quarterback in the country. Yeah. I mean, and he's awesome, and I feel like he's probably a really fun guy to be around, I would think. I think that OU maybe didn't get a taste of that all the way just because he was kind of didn't really know his place coming in to, you know, um, under Spencer Rattler. And it was I feel like the – yeah, all of the dynamics are kind of weird in that situation. Well, he wasn't the guy yet. You remember like, that spring just, game that we saw Caleb Williams play, and, and me, me and you, we, we knew you were pregnant. Yeah. You weren't. We weren't telling. It was so early. We yeah. hadn't told anybody yet. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we we sat up there in the bleachers and watched him play. And I said, I think I He's even told you, special. that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Spencer, I, I was never a big fan of Spencer. We said that a lot two uh-huh. weeks ago. But I, 
Caleb was as clear. I mean, and I will never dislike the kid because no, he gave me one of my favorite sports memories of all time. Yes, in the OU Texas. In OU Texas, oh, that's uh, so true. When he comes in and Man. puts the game on his back and wins, and Kenny DeBrooks went, you know, uh-huh. the throw to Marvin Mims. Oh, I um, mean, just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite moments oh, as a man. sports fan. That is the best game. Um, but okay, so back to USC. They um, they have a hard couple like last stretch, like their so their beginning stretch. Their first six games are pretty doable and winnable, but then they've got. Notre Dame away in October, who's, Oregon who's away this year than they were last year, and then the last three games are Washington, Oregon, UCLA. So those I mean, are that's, like the that's big, the top end, of the, the top end. So they really have to finish strong. Um, and I was reading some things that talk about like, are they going to try to use some load management techniques and like sit some of their best players and stuff like that? Um, they kind of did that last season, and I don't know. I'd be curious about that. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is with them now. He's in the QB room. Which, if there was one thing that would, like, make this team, for me, a big question mark of could they be absolutely incredible, great, and beat teams by 50 every game, it's because of Cliff Kingsbury. You have two of maybe the greater offensive minds in college football right now on the same team. And Lincoln, I think, is it acknowledging yes our defense is really suspect and Alex Grinch how does he have a job I don't understand but Lincoln is using Cliff to be like okay I can I can give you the reins for the QB room I'm gonna have more of a presence on the defensive side of things yeah so I don't know if it will but that's what he's saying and that's what a lot of I looked at some message boards and USC fans are like can we trust that this is okay I hope hope this is gonna work out for us and we won't just like not know how to tackle because yeah. I mean, that I've was heard, last year for them. I've heard Teddy Lehman say, and I, I think I agree with this, that USC may be a better team this year with a worse record because of how hard their schedule is. Yeah, they have they do have a really hard. I schedule. mean, just just at preseason, just preseason, they're playing Notre Dame. It's preseason thirteen. Utah. It's preseason fourteen. Um, Washington, it's preseason 10. Oregon, Oregon, it's preseason 15. So, I mean, you're talking about top 20 teams, um, top 15 teams teams ranked or something that that are good and they're going to have to play them all in October, November. Right. You know, that's that's tough. Anyways, there's a lot of that to say, but they do have, I feel like their offense, like you just can't count against how good good Caleb Caleb Williams is. And he can make like something out of nothing, which is always. Great. Um, next one I have is Utah. So they have Cam Rising, which I love him, but he did suffer a torn ACL, ACL in the Rose Bowl, and so that's really big. What if if he's it's crazy? He's healthy enough to be back. Like they say, oh, we think he's going to be, but it's kind of I think still a toss up. But they host Florida first and then travel game. to Baylor the first two games. A, so that's those a are tough like one two big. Big Florida, Florida's not incredible, but but I mean, you know, they stole that game from Florida last year. Remember that was the Anthony Richardson coming out party. You remember that? Oh, um, when yeah. When he had that pump fake jump in the so air. So this like a home and away. It was a, it was a home and home series. Oh, okay. Um, and so they played at Florida last year and ended up winning that game. Uh-huh. Um, I, I forget it, it was right there at the last minute. Stole it from them. Uh, and then I think Utah's a good team. Yeah, Interesting. but um. It'll be Cam Rising sixth season, um, so he's a very seasoned quarterback. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. Um, 
third straight Pac-12 title? I don't know. I, I think they're good enough, but I think that a lot of it depends on Cam Rising um, and if he'll be healthy, if he'll, like, trust his body and be able to do the things because he's a really good – isn't he a good runner? Pretty good he's runner. Pretty I mean, good, competent. Like, dual threat. You know, he, he's not – hyper fast in the sense but he's really really but he smart can escape and Absolutely. kind of run out of the pocket um some questions in the secondary they lost players to the portal in the draft yeah. so there that's going to be kind of yeah. a little questionable but i do think they'll skill, still skill be... positions as well running back uh i think that one of their tight ends mm-hmm. a wide receiver okay. and so i think i think their their skill positions are going to be the question mark can you replace yeah. That production yeah. right. that gave Cam Rising such good targets to, to work with. That's true. Okay, then my next team is Oregon. Um, Dan Lanning, second year. Big they got Dan Lanning fan. Bo Nix, which, Big where Bo did Nicks he go fan. to school? Uh, University of Auburn. Auburn before, University. Before this, yeah. War Eagle. Um, he completed 72% of his passes last Out- year, and who thought he was going to do that? Outside of the Georgia game, that like, team what? was great all year. He... Is a legitimate Heisman contender. He like preseason. he will be right up there. That's crazy. And because of voter fatigue, I I would go out on a limb yeah, and that's say true. I would go out on a limb and say the Heisman twenty twenty four Heisman yeah or the twenty thirty season but yeah, given yeah. that in twenty twenty four will be a Pac twelve quarterback. Okay, I, I'm gonna put that on. Record. Okay, yeah. Hey, I like that. I like that. I I feel like I can't go against that. I I would have to say. I agree because I don't. Nobody else is popping up in my head. It's like, oh, this is going to be a, a good person. To Marvin Harrison in. Jr. from Ohio State, the wide receiver. Um, yeah, it's just so much harder for any position besides a quarterback to get it. I just, just feel like touches. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it's so much harder. They have to overcome so much more. I think. Um, they were like a touchdown away last year from going to the Pac-12 championship game. Um, they've won 10 games or more in 10 of the last 15 seasons. Yep. So they've always – they've been really dominant for the last maybe 15-ish seasons. Maybe some of the best jerseys in college football. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those jerseys so much. And what is it? Like, all boys love love the crazy jerseys. I am such a traditional – like, I really do love OU's just crimson and cream. Yeah. Or Penn State's just, like, plain traditional blue and white Something about that Auburn is one that I love too because there's just you don't have to be crazy with it like yeah. it just looks so classic. I'm a classic, classic I, sports I like jerseys. Fun. You like the fun I ones, like the yeah. Fun. <laughs> Do you remember when Oregon wore, wore the orange socks and the Ugh. white and, the, and made it look like a duck, like an actual duck, oh gosh, and then their helmet no. was yellow and like a bee. <laughs> oh man, look, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this and show you the oh the duck gosh. uniforms. Uh, while you're talking. Um, they also had, they were number one in sacks allowed. So the O-line was keeping their QB Bo Nix from getting sacked very much, but their O-line is not as experienced this year. So that is something that could potentially take a dip. Um, I'm showing you the picture. Oh my gosh. Of, okay. It, it is So matching. it's a picture of their Oregon Duck mascot back to back with a player. And they're like matching with the white helmet, the orange like, Face mask. Face mask. Green, green top. Green and yellow top. White pants and then long, long orange, orange socks. Orange socks and cleats. Oh, my gosh. I do not remember that. That's oh, hilarious. I love them. I think they're awesome. Okay. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. Um, okay, my last team I have that could be great is Washington. Um, really they were – Yeah. I was so surprised. I guess they're never in my 
mind of like, oh, they're good. No, they're really good. They went um, 11 and two last year. They have they have the nation's second best offense behind Tennessee, which I just like that kind of blew me away. I didn't even know that that was something they had last year. Yeah. They were number one passing attack. They went to the college football playoffs in 2016, which yeah. I think I just like forgot that. I mean, they've been memory. consistently good. For yeah, they've minute. been competitive. Um, like I guess last year. They lost an easy game to Arizona State, so they can't afford, like, with the Pac-12 being what it is, like, they've got to win those games that they need to win so that they can um, be in the upper tier to hopefully top one, two, or three teams. Um, Michael Penix Jr. is going to be their quarterback. He started at Indiana, then got hurt, I guess, multiple times, and he followed the then-OC at Indiana – now head coach to Washington. So they've got a good relationship, I would think, because um, they had something previously at Indiana. He's a really good QB. He had 4,600 yards, 31 touchdowns. Um, and then I think there's some good things about their linebacker core and the pass yep. rush. They've got some good steady Quir- defense. They've had they've had a good – and that's what makes them such an interesting choice. You know, you're talking about who, who can beat Utah – to not go three P Washington's got to be right up there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think so. I think they can do it. Okay, those are my teams. So I've got USC, Utah, Oregon, and Washington as my could be great. Could be great. But let me do what mine. What about you? We've talked a lot about USC. Yeah. Um, he, here's the biggest question mark for USC. They uh, they gave up thirty points a game last year. I know. Converted only forty three percent on third down, even yeah. with that good offense. Average five yards a carry on the ground uh, per per mm. run. So you have a lot to consider. That is um, not good. You're replacing three offensive linemen. That was pretty not great last year for for Caleb Williams, which makes a guy with like that better people. I don't know if they're better. You're replacing them. So. Okay. Yeah, I think there was an emphasis on a couple of things for USC strategy. It was to get Caleb better protection, uh-huh. continue to get him the weapons, yeah, and tighten up the D. Yeah, I am a firm believer though. After and I'm new to the new to the OU fan base, just five years. Do you I've feel been like... an OU fan. Hold on. Okay. Uh, the, but like my thought is, I watched Alex Grinch coach here. Yeah. I've watched him at USC. He's yeah. the same guy yeah. with different promises every year, but he's yes. the same guy. And I will never put my faith in Alex Grinch's defense ever. I know. So if you're if you're asking USC to hang with the big boys, I mean, if you look at the top ten preseason top ten right now, I'm going to pull it up because I don't want to get it wrong. They there are there are ten teams or nine teams that absolutely deserve to be there, and then there's USC, mm-hmm. and and to me they they stand out like a red sore thumb because you have the likes of Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, you have good teams. Yeah. Um, that that deserve to be there, and then you have USC who yeah. can't field a competent defense. Yeah, and until they do that, they're not going to be a great team in my book. Could they be great? Sure. They finished eleven three last year. Two of those losses to Utah. Eleven and three. Eleven and three. That's what I said. <laughs> you said eleven three. Eleven three. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> you my. got so mad at me the other uh, time I know. for I'm doing so that. I'm so sorry. Eleven and three. Uh, so I don't have any faith in them. I actually think they finished fourth in the conference this year. I actually think they, even with Caleb's production, music to my ears. I think the pressure that 
I think they're too good not to win yeah. a lot of games, but I don't I don't think they're a 10, 12 win team. I, I, I think nine is about the magic well, number. Well, I, I think it's funny that we're talking about this because I do think now that I'm removed and looking at it from this sense, I'm like, I'm sure that's why people didn't really love OU is because that's where that's what we were for like four or five years Explosive with Lincoln offense. Riley's offense like and no defense. So we were always ranked like too pretty high. high. I mean, yes, every year. And then we would never – I mean, <laughs> like you get to a playoff. Games, we get to a playoff or we get to somewhere and have to meet, yeah, a good an defense. opponent that we cannot overcome. Yeah, and, and that one team, the 20, whatever, Baker Mayfield, when we played Georgia, like we really had a chance of beating, of yeah. winning that game. And that was a talented team. Still didn't go our way. But, yeah, yeah. it was extremely talented. Um, I, yeah, I, so it's interesting. Un- until – and I – who's to say Lincoln doesn't skip to the NFL – Right after Caleb goes to the NFL this year, I know. I feel and, like that's, and leave that that's program going too. to the Big Ten because he doesn't want to play meaningful football. I do not think he wants to play meaningful football. Well, and I think that, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think this is probably my Oklahoma bias of just like wanting people to stick it out and stay where they are and like really develop and grow a program. But Lincoln's kind of showed that that's maybe not his end goal or not no. what he's wanting to do potentially. So he's going to jump around. He's so. a ladder climber. Like, I think he's a coward. I, and I'm talking about him. I'm talking about him purely professionally. I don't know him personally. He he. I think he's a coward. I think he runs from hard competition. I think he he he's all talk with nothing to back it up. Um, and and I don't even know if here's the real test, dude. If if Lincoln Riley really, really was the quarterback whisperer and didn't just locate really talented quarterbacks, he really yeah. was the discipler oh. of quarterbacks. You you would not have had all the problems Spencer Rattler that you've had. That's so true. Well, the, and you, you wouldn't that. have had Tanner Mordecai and uh, and the other quarterbacks transfer mm-hmm. out. Yeah, because. I just, if you look at his tenure at, at, at Oklahoma, um, he had he got lucky with with Baker transferred in, Kyler who transferred in, Jalen who transferred in, and then he took Caleb with him. Yeah, that's true. Caleb's the only one he really recruited that that worked out. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, okay, yes. And on the recruiting front, I do just want to say I meant to say this in my spiel earlier, but. He says, oh, I can recruit so much better in Southern California than I would be able to at Oklahoma. That was, like, one of his things to kind of, ooh, USC's going to be awesome. And then have you we're seen the 2024 butt. recruiting class? Because we're, we're at, like, 16 and they're 18. Like, But because we are. They're losing recruits to Oregon. They've lost recruits to us. We got that running back. I mean. Because he, and, has, and, to, he has to walk into the living rooms and say, hey, my defense isn't any good. Come yeah. be on a team that isn't very good. That has a couple explosive guys, and he has always put his skill positions above character, and it's. I think it's proven. I just, I just think it's proven. He yeah. will never be successful. Now, watch me say all this, and they're a playoff team this year, and I'm. Gonna be I really sad. hope not. But I don't think it's going to be the case. Okay, enough about USC. I don't hate anybody, <laughs> man. Uh, let me go. Let me go with Washington. I think Washington yeah. is a really fun team, an interesting team. Uh, yeah. Michael Penix Jr. was a Heisman candidate um, this past year. I, I don't. I can't remember if he finished uh, oh, fourth or remember. fifth, but he he was up there. Had a really good, really good year. Um, you're returning Jalen McMillian, uh, McMillian, um, and Rome Adunzi um, combining yeah. for 2,200 yards and 16 touchdowns last year. So you have a lot of offensive production. Your defense is also really good. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a team that I would circle and say, if there's a playoff team to come out, it's Washington. Mm, yeah. 
If there's a playoff team out of the Pac-12, it's Washington. Write it down. You heard it here first. I'm so sorry. Uh, So (laughs) I I like Washington a lot. They they could be great, but again, because of the question marks on um, on how are they actually going to play well uh, against good competition, that's kind of been a knock on them over the last couple of years. Is they're not they're not quite taking that next step. Mm. That's why they don't have them as great, but they could be great. I think they're the best Pac-12 team. Oregon is my another one. Um, I love, love, love Dan Lanning. I think he's yeah. an incredible coach. Um, I like Bo Nix. I said that. He's, he um, seems very down-to-earth, sweet guy. You get transfer edge and production on the defensive end out of Jordan Birch. Um, he was one of the top 15 um, top fifteen transfers in, the, in some of the rankings, mm-hmm. really improving that that uh, rush that, that for the likes of quarterbacks. Because this is a because this is a quarterback heavy league. Yeah, or conference. Uh, yeah. Or conference, yeah, league. The the teams that can get to the quarterback and have right plus and take that part out of the plus game. Plus in turnovers mm-hmm. and plus in in sacks, uh, either right. actually gotten or allowed. You want to be plus on both those categories. You're, the conference champion this year will be plus in turnover margin and plus in sacks given up or uh, allowed or or made. Because um, I think the defense is going to be that important this year in a right. conference of it's it kind of has old Big Twelve vibes like 2018 mm. Big Twelve vibes when everybody's playing offense and there's not a ton of defense. Um, right. And the teams that are pretty competent on defense are going to win. I think Oregon is I that think team. Too, the the O lines have a lot to, big, to protect and to hold up. That's exactly of- right. And, and that's they're where, losing that battle. If the defense extra is extra good, then that's a whole other thing. But if the offense is bad in the O line and they're finding weak spots, they can also get to the that, quarterback that, that way too. That's exactly right. I think I think that the teams like Washington and Oregon, who have some of the better O lines in the country, um, yeah. or in the conference, I mean, yeah. Washington being in the country, I think that that's going to be really helpful. Uh, I mean, but Bo Nix, the team's going to ride on Bo Nix, right? Yeah. Thirty five hundred yards, twenty nine touchdowns, fourteen. Um, uh, 14 touchdowns running in Bo Nix and his and his uh linebacker or his um running back sorry Bucky Irving did you see that as I was doing research Bucky Irving is his name I really like that um do you really like that because it's like Captain America kind of is Captain America vibes (laughs) so I'm gonna be cheering on Oregon this year I don't know if I'm allowed to as an Oklahoma fan no I don't think Oregon cheated. Oh my gosh! Cheated. No, you were not allowed to. I don't think I don't think Oklahoma. I don't think Oregon cheated. I just think they got a favorable call. Yeah. They didn't intentionally like say, "Hey, we didn't fumble it." They just said, "And if you yeah, don't know what we're talking about, did you see the hard, Oklahoma guy like come out of the huddle with no, the trust ball?" Me, I know. And then the that was still pre-replay don't... era, right? Ugh. That's that would not be the same call on the field. Uh, and with replay now, so that's just kind of the the. That's what that's what we love as sports fans is those moments, even those as much as they hurt. Sure. That's what makes our our well. It passion. it made it more fun because we did play then in the holiday bowl. Um, in like, I was in sixth grade, seventh grade. My family got to go because we have family up in California, and we ended up winning like seventeen to fourteen. And right. Oregon was, um, driving the ball down the field, probably in in field goal touchdown, kind of area so on range range i know my words just escape me um but i don't know if we got a sack or if we got a fumble recovery or something but we ended up sealing the game and, and it made it that much sweeter because we all felt so disrespected we were like the last time we played oregon like we lost and we should have won and, and it for wasn't... those of you who don't know i mean <clears throat> the play was 
uh, Oklahoma. I don't even remember uh, what year that was. I, I don't either. I don't we can know. look it up. But uh, Oklahoma making an onside kick. Um, yeah. The ball kind of kick, kicks up in the air. Big dog pile. Uh, they give the ball to Oregon. Yeah. But Oklahoma comes out with the ball. We so, had the ball, yeah. So somehow it, it, they thought that they, they blew did. it dead. It was kind of a weird, weird so thing. Strange. And Oregon ends up winning the football game yeah. after that onside kick. So um, that's why I'm not allowed to like Oregon, apparently. No, you're not. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So I'm just a Dan Lanning and Bo Nix fan. How about that? Okay. I can right. be a Bo Nix fan. So those are my three could-be-great teams. Okay. Oregon, Washington, USC. All right. Do you, would nice. you like me to do my yes. thinks they're great teams? Yes. Let's start with Let's start Utah. With, okay. I did not put Utah in the could be great okay, team. I think I did. That I think they take a step back okay. for for a couple of reasons. Yeah. The ACL is uh, question mark for me out of Cam Rising. Yeah. How's he going to bounce back? You mentioned that. Uh, you do lose such important people like Tavion Thomas, the running back, and the tight end Dalton Kincaid. You're losing major oh, pieces. Yeah. So um, the, the, we're going to know everything we need to know about Utah the first two weeks, as you mentioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because um, they have a hard first two weeks. So yeah. I think Utah fans, and let me just say, actually. But I really was a fan of them when they beat absolutely. USC in that game. Absolutely. And Caleb Williams is just hobbling around. Well, if you remember that game, the first <laughs> oh game was really gosh. close. And, and then, then the Pac-12 championship, they blew their brains out. I mean, yeah. they, they got them good. Um, oh, I think Utah so is such That's a fun good. team. Yeah. But I just fun. don't know if they can put it all together this year after being the top dogs the last two years. Okay. Uh, so I think Utah probably takes a step back. That's why they think they're great and they're not. Uh, right. I, I would not pick them as as um, a person to win the conference. My second team, and a team, so we do, um, I think you probably know this, but uh, some friends of mine, we do a football kind of fantasy draft of college yeah. football. Yes. And the way we do that is we take 10 conferences, 10 of the major conferences, the okay. Power Five and the and the, and then the group of five, um, and we each draft a team from each conference. It's a college you, football pick them. So you can only draft one team per conference, yeah. and then that's your team for the whole year. And you get points by games that they win. Right. So your strategy is you may not get a playoff team. When you get more points if they play a divisional championship uh, game. We, we keep it pretty then, simple. No, we, oh, we okay. it's uh, you would get points if they won their conference and points if they if they won a playoff game. Oh, okay. Um, so we didn't over, overcomplicate it. But Oregon State was one of my teams last year, and I won the. You won big. I think I won the league last year. Uh, with with Oregon State and how great they were, they finished mm. ten and three last year. So um, really, kind of a sleeper to to win. Uh, their only three losses were in Pac twelve play. Mm. Um, there is this is probably one of the most up and coming programs nationally, but they are going to get left out in the cold because of this whole Pac twelve dissolving. Oh, yeah. And I love. They're homeless. Their, their colors, I love uh, the, the beavers. The, the beavers, what a fun the be- mascot. The beavers, uh, that's how my they have. Do you know who their quarterback is? DJ Ungalele. Who played at where? Clemson. Clemson. This is a played perfect, is kind of in. He I'm just kidding. suited he up. He just didn't do very snaps. well. <laughs> I think he's actually. You think he's gonna? This will be better. This will be. This will be such a good spot for him. Really? Okay. Um, I think some of that pressure with with such a good quarterback behind him in, in Caleb Klubnick in uh, in in Clemson, uh-huh. I, I think uh, like there's this, too much pressure. There's a little bit of pressure. Okay. He he is a he's a Dollar General Caleb Williams. 
So he's a poor man's uh, Caleb Williams, but he can still produce at a high level. I like this team a lot. Um, he, this is a sleeper. This is a sleeper I team. I have that on mine. I said sleeper team. This Three is a sleeper team to go to, go to the go to the Pac-12 championship <laughs> game. Um, we're like just we're synced. Uh, we we're just reading the same sources. Is what we're doing. Probably. Uh, I, but I really <laughs> like this this Oregon State team. Um, yes, I'm making sure checking my notes here. Um, shout out to Sports Illustrated for filling in all my gaps. Um, my next team is UCLA. Uh, Chip Kelly uh, out there, been doing good things. This is a team that's like kind of fun. I feel like they play one game a year where I'm like, are they good? Yeah. Are well, they, last year they, really they had Dorian Thompson Robinson, which fun player. He's playing he was really fun, and he was NFL one that now. I wanted to cheer against or cheer for because it's kind of like man maybe he could give Caleb Williams a run for his money and it really didn't amount to I think USC beat them last yep. year pretty sizably yep. but I can't remember but I mean obviously but he still was a fun player to watch he, he was good so now it's like how do they replace him is he playing how are they gonna now? look I don't know I, I, I that don't fact check me I don't again. I'm a college guy so um you got three quarterbacks up for grabs here. Three three guys that that could be playing quarterback for UCLA this UCLA this year. And yeah. if they catch a little lightning in the bottle, this could be a contender to go. I mean, you're going to have some really good quarterback play in the conference. Again, big question is: Can you protect? Can Can well, you? Well, they defend? have a five star Dante Moore potentially in the wings. Yeah, I mean that 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 so. could be the guy. But you have Ethan Garbers, you have uh, you have Colin Schley, you have guys that have been in the program. Mm. But so who knows who's going to try it out there week I one? I think it's going to be Dante. You think you think it's a five star? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's one of their highest recruits in a minute. Yeah, you know, and so I, I really like uh, this team for football. My, so what do you what do you think they is it initially it was USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten before everything else went crazy? Yeah. Why did they go together? I think much like Oklahoma, Texas, they're a package deal. I mean, they're they're down the street from each other. Um, I, I think that's the same Do TV market. It's the LA TV market. I guess so. Okay, that so, makes sense. I mean, I mean, it makes sense, but feels like in my head, I guess I feel like USC Utah is more of a rivalry. Well, and I think or it's more just more like recent a, history. I guess, so. but if you're okay. talking about here's if you want to know the the one of the biggest reasons the Pac-12 is dissolving today is they didn't bring Oklahoma and Texas over when they had a chance uh, a few years ago, and they and USC and UCLA have not been good. Yeah. So, so you've lost that market. Yeah. Recruits started going to Oregon and Nobody Alabama and Georgia. Nobody in watches sports. I mean, it's different. There's too many people. There's too – foot American football in L.A., I mean, it's still – it's a massive market, so you have a lot of eyeballs. But there's also a lot of things competing for you in L.A. That's, that's true. not true in Norman, that's Oklahoma. True. Or like in Oklahoma in City. just the Midwest in general. Yeah, I mean, that's that's right. Yeah. And so UCLA will, will benefit, though, from some of that Big Ten money, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious what happens yeah. there. They they think they're great. Finished 9-4 and four last year, 6-3 um, and three in the Pac-12. I, I don't know if – uh, if they will be good this year, but if again they could catch lightning in a bottle with that quarterback and uh, and be really good. Um, two more. Washington State. Yeah. Wazoo. Um, I loved They're it. They're also homeless. They are also they homeless. Don't have They're. A spot. Uh, Cam Ward may be one of the best quarterbacks yes. in the country that nobody knows Does about. Does he also go by Cam? Uh, he, Cam he Rising, may. Cam Ward. I just was curious. He may be the Cameron. best. He may be the best quarterback in outside of Caleb Williams in the conference. Yeah. I mean, he's fun. Like really? Michael Penix, uh, Cam Ward. I mean, you have good, good quarterbacks. Yeah. I think Cam Ward is. But here's the thing: forty six sacks, 
46 Ooh, sacks that ouch. he that was allowed last year. Uh, that offensive line competed. They're just getting him ready for the NFL. <laughs> uh, that offensive like poor line Jim Burrow. and how bad they were competed with Kentucky and how bad their offensive line was oh, last year. Oh gosh! Yeah. I mean, they okay. both teams gave up a ton of sacks. Um, so they think they're great, but they really gotta tighten. They up. have to. They have to figure out a way they to protect have to him. Tighten up all and that. that team could be also pretty good and play a lot mm. of spoiler if they if they can catch if they can if they can protect Cam Ward. Yeah. Um, my last team, and this is probably my biggest question mark team. Okay. Colorado. Yeah. Are they good? I think Dion thinks they're good. They have a really awesome quarterback in Dion Sun. She, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, she. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I'm gonna get there. Shadur. Shadur. Sanders. Shadur. Yeah. I. I that kid is fun. I mean, have you seen any of his Jackson State highlights from last year? No, I, I haven't. I mean, he, he rolled in. Obviously, Dion rolled into town right after the season yeah, and, and said, hey. Flipping. Turned uh, the football I'm bringing, team upside He said, down. I'm bringing luggage with me, and it's Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> and then had 45 transfers out, brought in 40 transfers in. Yeah. You have a, a former Oklahoma player that's over there. You have a former Kentucky player that's over there. Ooh. Kadassia Smoke. Yeah, um, you have you have some interesting, but here's the thing: their schedule doesn't help them. They may have a pretty good team, yeah. but they're not ready to compete yet. No, I don't think so. But again, but this could be a team. A big game. This could be a team that we're sitting at the start of November saying, "Oh, we should have known that they were good." Well, I am excited for Colorado to be making something and to not just be perpetually bad because I, they were awful in the Big 12. And then they go to the exactly right. Pac-12, and they're just still bad. Like, they just have been... But that finesse game is solid, though. Bad. They they got Big 12 money when they were in the high, the, the you know, high. Said, oh, the hotter, hotter, cuter girl came to town, Pac-12 called. Said, Colorado, come over. They got some Pac-12 money. And then when then when the the... The your old girlfriend had a little bit of a glow up, and some time has passed, and you had time to heal. You went back to your old girlfriend because uh, uh, she was ready. Because your new girlfriend, it wasn't as fun like, as you thought. Wait, wait, what is that like? They chose the like they said. Oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, my brain is turned to mush. Like where it's like this is the person I told you not to worry about. Like, yeah, big twelve. They went back to the. <laughs> they went back to the big like. 12. Oh, don't you don't have to worry. You about don't have to it. worry. Max, my Max ex. doesn't matter. No worries. We're just they just, they just went back to him. <laughs> so I'm excited for Dion. I, I just think their schedule is, is pretty crazy. You know, they, they're they going to have to play TCU, like, game one. Yeah, right? which I hope TCU uh, just smacks them. And, and so I think go. long-term Colorado, we could be talking about Colorado as a really good team in the Big 12. I, ho- I mean, I hope so. I think that that would be really fun. But, but they, they just have a – they probably have some one-deep talent, right? All, t- all 22 guys that they start – are probably good. Okay, yeah, but they, but no they need to develop. As depth. Brent Venables would say, competitive, no competitive depth. depth, which so, I think a lot of people probably those say. those are my uh, thinks they're great, they're great teams: Utah, Oregon State, UCLA, Washington State, and Deion Sanders, Colorado. Okay, so I'm gonna just keep going with Colorado because okay. that is also on my thinks they're great. Um, yeah, flipped. Flipped guys left and right. Almost the entire team. Literally almost the entire team. And you know all that drama that came out that Brent Venables talked about? He highlighted Dion and what he did and how he did things differently with his players. And then they made it this huge thing that I don't even think was supposed to be a big dramatic thing. But 
Um, Dion did say he did make a kind of a response and say that he flipped their roster because some of the guys just straight didn't love football. And so a lot of those guys that transferred out or the guys that he cut were guys that they didn't actually want to do the work. They were kind of people that had just been sitting there getting their scholarship. And um, I did, was bad I did see that like the rule is that first year coaches can cut players as long as the university honors their scholarship still. So those guys weren't just getting hung out to dry. Like they still were, their scholarship was still being honored for that year for them to figure out something to do. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, that doesn't seem just so horrible and mean because from a people perspective, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's but, but so they, crappy. But they're not back at school this year with the scholarship. No. Yeah. But they so honored for, for that year for, you know, for whatever to finish. I don't exactly know all the details, but it wasn't just like they're, you know, kicking them out, like pack your bags and leave <laughs> immediately. Um, but let's just remember they won one game last year. One. One game. Um, Worst team in Power 5. But one of the really fun things that's gonna that they're going to do is their offensive coordinator is from Kent State. And um, Kent State played fast last year. They held the ball on average for 26 minutes. So they have, like, really, really hurry-up offense. Um, so I think they're going to try to keep that speed, especially with his son as QB. Like, they're just going to be, like, fast, dynamic, flashy, I think it'll be fun football football to watch. But I do think they're in the thinks they're great category because they just are really cocky to me. Kind of like that South Carolina vibe. Like they just feel like they're all talking just, no bite. Yeah, just got a lot going for them and, and we'll see. We'll see when you know, when all of um everything kind of gets actually head to head, you know, things have to be proven. We'll see where they stand. Um I also have Oregon State. I um, They have one of the best O-lines in the country. Very good. And that's going to be helpful for DJ because I think some of the things, like you said, he, he had some really competent people behind him at Clemson. He also, I feel like just the team as a whole, the structure, it just didn't seem like anything clicked for them in Clemson. And so I think if he has the correct pieces in Oregon State, like if he has a better O-line, he feels more protected, he could feel more comfortable. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm kind of speaking it into existence, hoping that that will um, help him along. But, yeah, I had sleeper team. Um, last year, Damian Martinez, um, their running back was Pac-12's Offensive Freshman of the Year. So they got some really good people they coming back. They, they got, got dudes. They got dudes. Defense could have some holes. I think that's kind of the question mark is the defense um, for them. And then I've got UCLA. They, um, Chip Kelly, head coach, they went nine and four last year. Like, can they repeat that and kind of be that consistent, good? But nine and four might kind of put you at mid Pac 12 because a lot of these teams are going to be kind of right around that range. Yeah, most of these teams are going to win eight games. For sure. Um, their defense brings back eight starters, though, which is, I think, good. It's always good for people, for you to have you know, years upon years to gain gain knowledge of the system, then actually start playing with it and then have it be like autopilot. You know what you're doing. You can tell other people what they're doing. Um, that's helpful for the defense, I would say. Um, I got Washington State. They, we didn't talk at all, but their special teams is supposed to be the best in the conference this year. 
like their kicker, Kicker? their placeholder, the field, yeah, field goals made, extra extra point kick, like yeah, I guess just those statistics. But punt punt yardage. I would think that that would also be in there, (laughs) which is just something that I usually don't look at when I'm when I'm prepping. But that was something that was said in one of the articles, so I was like, okay, well, that sometimes is a difference in games, and I mean, when you get to the NFL, the kickers are. They make more than running backs sometimes. That's, that's what we're uh, I mean, training our son to be. A kicker, Soccer yeah. in the early years, like and then we'll switch low, to kicker in, in high school. Low contact. No contact. Like, no, low to it's no. It's a flag. That's true. Um, <laughs> just needs to be flexible, have long legs, can point point his toes really good, which... Every night we just like hanging from the ceiling on this yeah. little bar, stretch him out a little bit. Yeah. I'm already working on his arch. <laughs> his dorsiflexion, his plantar flexion. <laughs> Can you imagine us hanging our son <laughs> from the ceiling, stretching him out? It's a funny visual. He'd think it was oh so goodness. funny. Um, I think that's all I got. Okay. I think that's all I got. Run through them again. So I got Colorado, Oregon State, UCLA, and Washington State. Love it. All right. Let's wrap this up with our uh, wishes they were great teams. I'm going to go through mine really quick. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with Stanford. They're bad. And, and I think Stanford had a heyday earlier this decade, uh, you know, mid, like early 2000s with with, uh, um, with some quarterback play. They were up there. I just don't think they're there anymore. I, I think they're going to finish at the bottom of the conference this year. Um, probably not going to be all that great. Yeah. Uh, finished 3-9 and nine last year, 1-8 and eight in Pac-12. I think they're destined for that again. Um, I, I don't know if they made much of a change um, because – Stanford, they're still going to have to be patient. New quarterback. Yeah, um, and new I, coach. So I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, Arizona State is my next team. They right. also made a uh, coaching change. I, I, I want them yes. to be I want them to be good just because I really like the red and yellow like that. Um, I, like, I know. It, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a vibe. I think it's got one of the better logos. Did you know that their head coach, he's 33? Yeah, I did not know that. He's young. He's I, young. I mean, I know That's he looks like, young. We're 31. Uh, what are we? Yeah, we're, 30. we're 30. We'll be 31 we'll in be a couple 31. months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, he's two years old. Kenny, Kenny Dillingham. Yes, and he was a alum, an Arizona State alum. So you got some quarterback play again. I mean, this is a conference of quarterbacks um, returning five, uh, five offensive starters. Yeah. Um, Again, finished three and nine last year, two and seven. They yeah, they could be on seven. I just I just don't think they have it all the way there, particularly on the defensive right. side. I think Cal's also in that boat. Yeah. Uh, you, you got Cal again, competent quarterback play, but but I'm just not entirely sure you're gonna have um, a lot of upside with them. Um, finding my notes here on Cal, there they are. Um, Wilcox, um, he's just got needs more time to continue to in, engineer a way to like score the football. Um, they mm-hmm. still just in a league of all all the scoring, um, you're just not going to have uh, a lot of grace when you can't score. Um, and right. so uh, you're going to have to compete at a high level within, you know, you're going to have to score more than 28 yeah. in this conference to right. win games. Right. Um, and then my last team is Arizona. Um, again, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado all coming to the Big 12 next year. Um, yeah. I, th- I think they'll be more competitive next year. Arizona's that team that could make a jump this year. Right. As a team that like could be could be in the yeah in the uh, on the cusp of something good. Yes. M- maybe a seven eight win team. Um, yeah. 
almost went bowling last year. Uh, they need to make the jump. They've just been bad for a long time. I think right. if their defense can get some consistent stops at consistent uh, on a consistent basis, this offense has the potential to score. Yeah. Uh, this is not Cal's problem. Cal has the opposite problem. They could probably play a little defense, but they can't score. Arizona right. can s- probably score, but can't get get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stops on on yeah. offense. Uh, Jaden De La- DeLora uh, is going to be uh, quarterbacking QB? them. Um, Jacob, he's going to be throwing a Jacob Cowan, uh, and then I like this name a lot. T E T A I R O A. Tet Aroa, Teterioa. Look at my notes there. It's McMillan. To Tyroa. To Tyroa. To I just I I just was trying to say it earlier, and I was like T A I Ty to to Ty. Know, this is really good too. podcast listening. I just it's a really funky name. Look it up. <laughs> I really just but it's keep uh, but it's a wide receiver, right. uh, wide receiver for Arizona. So those are those are my four teams that are going to finish in the bottom of the conference yeah. um, that have no chance of winning the conference. Okay, so it would be Stanford, Arizona State, Cal, and Arizona. Okay, so I have those exact same teams, but I was really hesitant on putting Arizona in there. I think they're on the bubble for me between could be great or sorry. No, between thinks they're great and wishes they were great. So between that third and fourth category, um, they have been pretty bad for the most part. They were one in 11 in 2021. So, um, that's not great, but Jaden Delora, and then they do have some of the top receiving core in the conference. Yeah. So that, I mean, that could make them be more than just wishes they're great, could kind of propel them up. And then I also have Cal and Arizona State and Stanford, which we kind of went over those. So Cal, um, they have a new QB. He was TCU's third string um, kid from last year, Sam Jackson, the fifth, and then a new coordinator, like, can that make a difference for them? Um, they're running back. Jaden Ott is going to be, he's coming back. He's, he was really good last year. Um, Stanford, they have a new coach. Um, their defense is a work in progress. They, um, they have a really great tight end in Benjamin, um, you're a sec. So, and then Arizona state, same thing. They've, also got a new coach. He's really young. Um, they had 31 D1 athletes from the portal, so they went and grabbed a yeah. lot of new had people. To a ton. But I just feel like all of these teams that are wishes they are great. I mean, I don't think they have a chance to win, but it still sounds like there's a lot of upside that can be had. Like it sounds like they're trying to, you know, develop or to reboot or to bring in new faces, and it's kind of like going to be fun to watch how it unfolds. They're going to benefit from coming to the Pac-12 or the Big 12 for yeah. that reason. Because all their young guys and all of their their rebuilding is going to be really fun next year in the Big Twelve. Okay, so those are my wishes. They're great. They're great teams. They are um, Arizona, Cal, Stanford, and Arizona State. And as always, as always, all of these opinions, all of these opinions, particularly about USC. <laughs> yeah, is a good idea. <laughs> it's a good idea at the time. All right, welcome back from that commercial break that didn't exist. Here is our time to pick our Pac-12 conference game champion contenders. Yes. Who's going to play in the game? Kylie, you go first. Oh, gosh. Um, I think it's USC versus Washington. So you're going to take probably two best teams. USC-Washington. Yeah. Yeah. You think USC can win enough to get to get there? Yeah. Okay. And who's the winner? Washington. 
Washington's going to win because you can't pick USC. No. <laughs> uh, what, what's the score going to be? It's probably going to be up there. It's got to be high. I'm going to say it's 45 to 38. 45-38. So touchdown yeah. difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington pulls it off. Yeah. That is your choice. Do you want to stamp that in forever, Tom? Yeah. All right. Here's okay, what, mine. What's yours? I'm going to go Washington as well. Okay. I'm going to go Oregon State. Okay. Washington, Oregon State. I love, love, love the Beavers and this like sleeper <laughs> mentality. I, I do not believe in USC's defense. I think Oregon has a weird schedule and a tough schedule. I think Washington has the streamlined ability to get there. And I love Oregon okay, State. What's the what's the score? I I went back and forth because I think I think this is part of it. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 38 30 Washington. Ooh. With a turnover to seal it. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Washington You like to put stipulations. He yeah, said I know. the other day, I, I, walk I, I, off the corner. Uh, so I'm gonna go Washington is your Pac twelve champion okay, twenty twenty three. So we can at least agree on that. We can agree on that and we will sport cool. our purple all day long. And it was a good idea. It's a good idea at the time. At the time. Okay. Thanks for listening this far again. We're at question time with Kylie. And I do not know this question. And you don't have a jingle for me again. Do 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 do. But um like our son would say every time he drinks water and goes ah. <laughs> it's so cute. Um okay, so I have a question. If let's think of all of the movies series shows all the sports realm things okay what would be the coach that you would pick to coach you like if you could pick your dream coach from one of the movies out there so like remember the titans coach carter um i don't even know friday night lights to list a few what coach and why would be the coach that could inspire you the most or coach that you would have wanted at the high school or collegiate level yeah i think there is a lot of obvious contenders yes um you have coach boone from ever the titans Ugh, yeah uh you have coach carter who yeah. taught those boys to love something more than basketball was to love themselves you have you have the dude from glory road even though texas western beat kentucky in that uh, in that oh, yeah. in that championship game, um, you even have like some deep cuts, right? Uh, like Vince, uh, the Miracle Coach, uh, Vince uh, Papali, or Vin, uh, or maybe that's Invincible. There's a lot of good sports movies. Oh, Here's that's all Invincible. Yeah, I am going to go, and you're going to love this answer. No, because I think it's going to be my same answer. <laughs> you think? Yes, I didn't tell you this question in advance. What uh, are you going to say? I am going to go, Coach. Taylor from Friday Night oh, okay, Lights. Oh, okay, okay. Woof, you here's, clear. I love Coach Taylor. Here's what I love about Coach Taylor. Oh. He's for the boys. Cares about them. Wants to make teach them to be good men. Think about the way he took Tim Riggins, Matt Saracen. Oh, Tim Riggins. Under, under his wing. And Landry. Taught them how. And then when he went to East Dillon, he took uh, a Michael B. Jordan. Um, and, and That is when the show just takes a major decline. Doesn't doesn't take a major decline. Yes, it does. The, he Ugh. got he got pushed out because they wanted to start the big old tall lanky kid uh, that never looked like he played football. And Coach Taylor had to re to build a competent football team with lesser conditions. Right. And then what happens right when the end of that season? <laughs> Tammy Taylor. He about? gets offered a three <laughs> to five year gig in Texas. Dylan's in like Dylan, most Texas. hated 
this Dylan, you, you're, your most hated like TV worst character, character of all time is Tammy, Tammy Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> you might say Julie Taylor. No, Tammy Taylor was Tammy great Taylor. until she says, "No, it's my turn." I want to be a counselor. I want to be a counselor in Philadelphia. But guess what? The whole show is about his journey, career. She can also have a career. She can have a career. Yes. In Dillon, Texas, they can do both. Marriage is about compromise. It's not She's about your turn and my turn. Life. No, it's about compromise. What, sense, what makes sense for their family? Matt Saracen, in art school, Matt Saracen, he went to art school. He he needed somebody to take him under his wing again. That's true. And they abandoned him. Tim Riggins. Landry killed somebody. So was he really a good, <laughs> good leader of men, a good can, developer? <laughs> this is not the question. But can I just tell you? <laughs> the moment I watched for the first time, Landry run over and kill that dude uh, for for uh, Kyra. Trigger warning. I said, I said, what Tyra. is this, Tyra? I want to say Kyra. I said yeah. Tyra. Uh, I said, what is this? This oh is not gosh. a thing. Yeah, it was. Um, it got really dramatic. Say, I think Coach Taylor would get the most out of me okay. as an athlete. Okay. He would care for my heart and my soul, and Sweet. and he would teach me how to be a good man. Okay. And I'm which, gonna go. Which, I'm gonna go, Coach what Taylor. What would you? What would you? Okay. What sport are you thinking more of? And then. Well, I'm thinking of football, but this is like my favorite genre. Like, if someone says, name your top something movies, a sports movie is always in there. And I love, I love an inspirational sports movie, like an encouraging, kind of sappy sports movie. So good. Um, I was going to go a funny route, though. And I would, I would say Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Because she coached him in the blind side. Oh my gosh! Um, and have, then are I just you aware really, of what's going I on? I just really wanted to talk about the blind side. That was <laughs> that was my segue. <laughs> no, that really was so. Growing up, that was like my favorite movie. It and is all a sham. Uh, is it shambles? Well, is it he a sham? wasn't. He was. He had already he gotten a scholarship to play there. Adopted, and it's like a conservative. So, so, so for those of you who don't know, Michael Orr, the star of uh, the the player that the movie was based on the blind yes. side um has came out with a book and yeah. sued the family the twoies yeah. uh saying that they did not give him the money deserved to him for how much money they made off the blind side right um and then they gave their own ki- kids, kids the more, money uh and they took advantage of his stardom yeah and and made him which that was the whole thing that came out a couple days ago and it seemed like oh my gosh like maybe i did buy into this whole like white savior narrative of thinking that the twoies were really great and what if it was what if there was a lot of things under the table that you didn't know like it just made it seem like he's been really wronged and then obviously there's another side to the story and um sj has been on barstool and talked to them that he knew it was coming it's been two years in the making and then they made the comment well all this happened the same day his book released so is it just a whole big publicity grab for attention we're talking about it so i don't know who's right or who's wrong it does make you think about all these inspirational movies that you kind of want to cheer for and think oh the underdog or oh he didn't know how to block a a running back and so she had to show him he he knew how to play football he was already playing football like so i think a lot of the movie slept in a bed yeah like a lot of the movie makes him you know look like he stupid yeah is lower intellectually um and didn't know how to do anything and had to be talked to a certain way. And, and I do think that, that, that pro- that's not accurate and that's just for drama and for, you know, the movie aspect because 
I mean, she won a, what was that? She won a Tony or what? Yeah, Tony's award? musical Oscar. Oscar, yeah. Sandra Bullock, Oscar for but that. She gave a great performance. I mean, it is a great movie, but it's interesting that things are coming to light now. But you would like Sandra Bullock's character. <laughs> I, so I, Leanne too. Yeah. You would like her to No, coach I probably really would like Remember the Titans. You would like Coach Boone. Coach Boone, yeah. Uh, and what was, what, was the, what was the other coach that was already there? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know man. them by names, yeah. but I can quote it. I can yeah. say that coaching staff would be pretty, pretty choice. Yeah, it would be. Teach you how to love something more than just football. I know. Bring people together. Oh, so good. Well, I I like that question a lot. It was yeah. uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah. Well, uh, I am grateful that you have listened. Yeah. I, to our LOLs, thank you. Uh, to our LOLs. Here, here's here's kind of the format of where we're going to go the rest of this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What next we next week, week we are going to talk about the ACC. The ACC. We're going to be talking about um, the only two teams that matter over there. Yep. And then, uh, and then we're going to start previewing. Um, each Some week, games. we're going to preview Oklahoma and Kentucky's games. Talk about kind of what what ha- what's happening in the weekend. We're going to review the game expect. that happened before, uh-huh. uh, and then we're going to pick two preview or three games matchups. that we want to talk about. Uh, kind of like games of the week. Games of the week. So we're going to pick some games of the week. So I know if you're not an Oklahoma fan or a Kentucky fan, that's okay. Uh, I want you to tune in, listen to our thoughts, because we're two people that never played football. We know so much. <laughs> so um, much. <laughs> and uh, and that's what we're going to do. Um, next week we're going to break down the ACC, yeah. talk about Clemson, talk about Florida State, talk about uh, talk about Miami. We're going we're gonna to talk a lot right. of good things. Uh, but I'm grateful for the, that you've listened. Yeah. Um, Kylie, I'm glad, we, we're, I'm glad we get to do this. I know. This is a really fun one. So fun. And I'm excited for next week. We get to talk about the ACC and then – Week zero is then upon zero, us. Then football. Then we'll get to talk about here. that, and then the next week is the most exciting week one. So we are two we are weeks away. Well, so close. From Pac-12 to ACC to Big 12 to SEC to Big 10. Yeah. All of our opinions are a good idea at the time. And this has been a good idea. Good idea at the time podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next yeah, week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Go team. I don't hate you, but I hate to critique, overrate you. These beats of a duck cart use baselines to replace you. Take time and erase you. Love don't hear no more. No, I don't fear no more. But yet, respect ain't quite sincere no more. Ah, ah. Oh.